Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. Uh, I'm Craig Hoffman, host of the Hoffman Show, three to six each and every weekday on the Team 980. Logan Paulson joins me on Sunday mornings for Countdown to Kickoff. He played ten years in the NFL, six here in Washington. By the way, one in Houston, one in Atlanta, one in Atlanta, two in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, one in Atlanta. Like one a, in Atlanta. So we like got another off, Logan two, Paulson. Two off bowl. seasons. Two off seasons. Yeah. Uh, we got another Logan Paulson bowl coming up this week. We will preview that on Friday's show. So Black Friday morning, as you go shopping, uh, you can also listen to our podcast. It will be out then. Uh, but I want to I want to flush out this kind of roster situation because I think there's been a ton of criticism, and at the time it felt rightfully so on right. Rivera, the personnel guy, and the Martys uh, who built this roster, and. All of a sudden, it looks like they've got some stuff that's in place that's pretty sustainable for the future. Now, some right. things have changed uh, and in terms of how maybe this roster is built moving forward, but it's a very interesting roster to look at. So I just want to run through the position groups quickly yeah. and, and kind of say like, yeah, we feel good about that. We don't, you know, that's a question, whatever. Quarterback obviously is still a question, but yeah. I think you can also do, like if all of a sudden you go into next season with money to spend because you re-sign Heideke at a very affordable yeah. rate and Howell's your backup going into year two. And even if they competed out for the starting job um, where Howell's got a little bit more arm talent, et cetera, like whatever. Like that's not ideal. I, I think you can do clearly better, but you can also do a lot worse than a guy who's in his eighth season in the offense and not spending silly money chasing someone who by definition another team didn't want which is what right. you did this offseason. Right. So, you know, we'll have a larger discussion on that moving forward, but and I think that is kind of the crux of where they are at quarterback right now, that the floor is Taylor Heineke, and considering what Heineke has been uh, throughout his career as a starter, that's not a bad floor. No, I mean, it's not a bad floor, and I think he's improved. Like, to his yeah. credit, like, you know, he's playing, and again, this is one of the things that, like, a bite you in the butt. He's playing better than he was last year, right? You know, sure. obviously more experience and, that is fantastic, but it's also like there is a level of variance to his game, which can, you know, he can go on a skid here where it's like three games where it's like, what are we doing? Right. And hopefully totally. he can, we could have can, a very different conversation by even the bye week. Correct. So I think that's important. Always kind of, I, I hate to be the Debbie Downer, always putting that modifier on it, but he's playing well. He has played well, at least to my eye. And I think that they're, if he can continue to do this, yes, I totally agree with that, right? I, I would expect them in the offseason to look at the quarterback position hard. I, I would right? as well. Right. And I'm not I'm not endorsing just giving it to Heineke, basically yeah. no matter how he plays down the stretch. Um, 
because I think that the limitations are still there and you see them. However, what it should do, should is such a dangerous word, should do is prevent them from spending stupid money in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, and, and so hopefully that's the case. Running back, you've got Gibson and, Gibson and uh, Robinson moving forward. Uh, Gibson is probably due money soon. Um, yeah. I think he's got one more year remaining. Yep. Uh, he's a 2020 draft pick, so he should have have one more year remaining before you got to pay him. He's obviously extension eligible, but it's a running back, so we'll see. Um, obviously, the receiver room, you if you just keep, I think at this point, you keep Curtis for the final year of his deal with where that money is. You could cut him loose, but I, I don't think you should. I don't should. think they will. I think he's shown um, enough to that you feel good about his. And again, he's such an integral part of the offense. His growth, you know, like talk about, you know, like the injury, it looked terrible, right? But obviously his growth coming out of that and the the usage package and his ability to make plays in situations and how he makes plays, I think it's critical. I think the one thing I'd maybe keep an eye on at the receiver room is if they could get like a third or fourth round big body type guy that kind of flushes out the room. You know, obviously Cam's here. I think Cam's up. Is he up next year or the year after? It doesn't matter. We'll dive in that deeper. But keeping that like kind of focus. Um, I think is, is going to be a, a big deal for for them. But yeah, but finding you all you can never have enough receivers. Essentially, you never have enough playmakers. I think they definitely probably make a move there in the offseason in the draft, probably not in free agency. Yeah, but even if you want to re-sign Sims, uh, yeah. to it's not going to be that expensive, and he's such a core special teams guy. Like right. you can certainly make the argument for that. He is an unrestricted free agent, but it's not like he's going to have a huge market. Um, sure, his market is more of a spe- as a special teams guy than it is a receiver. You know, he is a fourth receiver. Yeah. Um, so and, you, and you've seen and you've seen some growth from Diami as yeah. well, right? So like, there's there's some sure. good signs there, right? And I think that group. Would but just... the biggest thing is you have like three potential studs at one, two, and three. Like right. you've got Terry locked in, Jahan's on his rookie deal for a bunch of more years, and Curtis, you've got another year of, um, and he's he's been fantastic. Yeah, and I think I just bring up the receiver thing, like in terms of bringing in a new piece, is because like I at least in my experience, it's never good to be like, oh, we're set. You should always right. be pushing totally. and scratching. And like, it's like I'm tempted to bring in a, bra- a back, you know, someone with high upside that you like late late in the draft, right? Always. Again, someone to just keep it, keep the pot turning, right? Keep everybody pushed and everybody motivated. Like I remember when I was on the team in um, 2012, going into the 2013 offseason, uh, Mike was like, I feel like we're pretty good with the roster. And we were because we went, you know, we went to the playoffs. Everything was good. And everybody was coming back. But it also led to a level of contentment, right? Like that guys were like, oh, I'm set. We're all good. And we weren't a good football team, right? We didn't grow as a football team. So even though like we're saying that the, we're good at these positions and we're happy with how guys are playing, I think it's it's always good to see if you can get, just, again, keep that competitive atmosphere on the team um, and not rest on your laurels from a roster standpoint. But yeah, good, good receivers, good backs. Tight ends, I think, is another one that's exciting. I don't know if they bring Logan back. He's like, yeah. he's, he's, I think... You said I they got Cole. He's a, yeah, he's a he's a free agent. I'm pretty sure. You got Cole. You got um, you got Armani, and then you got uh, Curtis Hodges, who I've talked to people in the building, and they're very very high on. And if he gets a little bit bigger and stronger, like with Bates in that mix, like golly, holy cow, that's an excellent group of guys. And then offensive line, I think um, you know everyone talks about uh, needing to make some changes and some improvements, but. You know, it's, again, talking with people around the building, they're very high on Chris Paul and where he's at. Right. Obviously, still got to grow a little bit. Would be kind of a DeForest guy for the offensive line, potentially. Not this year, maybe the end of this year, but an offseason guy to keep an eye on. Sake, uh, Sadiq, I think, has maybe run his course here. So probably in the draft, looking at 
I would say they look at tackle in the draft or in free agency. Like it's so funny watching Caleb McGarry down in Atlanta. Like he struggled early in his career, so they didn't pick up his fifth year option. He's up this year. He fits what they want to do here really well. So putting Cosme at guard, bringing him at like a right tackle, just as an example, I'm not saying they should do this. Right. That again elevates that group immediately. Maybe Chris Paul ends up playing left guard and the and the complexion of that group looks amazing totally. all of a sudden, right? And you so, know, Chase hopefully Chase can come back again and is you know is yeah, yeah. healthy. Yeah. Um because Gosh, they spent money injury. on him. Um yeah, because they they spent money on him. Um so you know, but you know, whether it's Larson, Schweitzer still floating around, like they've got yeah. they got some guys that have been around. Um you know, and, and so we'll see. So that's kind of the offensive side. You you have room to invest on the offensive line, but, you know, it's time to do that. And yeah. then defensively, you know, they've got to figure out how they want to allocate right. resources. Um, at this point, it feels like bringing back Payne is the smart play right. uh, because what he and Allen bring is so unique. Uh, then they got to be so out. expensive. Like they, I think they made a, a little bit of a mistake not trying to get that extent. I mean, obviously they didn't know and they couldn't do it. But he is going to be very well paid. Do you this do you, you think he's going to get like the contract? I think so. I mean, this like look at the production this year. Like just watch him down to down. Like he's a top four guy in the NFL, and those guys interior guys get paid money, and he's unique because he is excellent against the run, and he can rush the passer. So you know, like if Justin Simmons is a free agent this offseason, everyone's saying, oh yeah, he's going to be a hundred million dollar man, right? That's the kind of contract you're talking about, and I don't think he's going to take a hometown discount. And I think he wants to make more than Allen. If I just, I don't know, but I'm, that, that's what I would guess. So I would imagine it'd be very, very expensive to keep him in the building. Do you, would you consider tagging him? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I think that's <laughs> that's definitely a, a possibility. Sweat's got one more year on his rookie deal, uh, so he's obviously eligible for an extension. If you can figure out how to get that done and tag Payne. Uh, then you can kind of figure it out. Uh, I think you know, the next, next year. thing, yeah, or is, or you tag obviously you tag Payne and then try to trade him. Yeah, which is um, maybe the move. Like, yeah, because like because right now you could pro- if you were to tag Payne and trade him and get him an extension, you could probably get a first and a second for him in this next year's draft. That's like, that's how well like that's how well he's playing right now. Yeah. and like you know if I'm arguing a former GM, also it's kind of a one hit wonder or whatever. But also the scheme has changed, his role has changed. Like he's getting more play time. Ionitis is gone. Like all these things, but yeah, I would definitely like, that's going to be very, very interesting. That's, that's going to be the talk of the off season. Like we're going to probably do a lot of podcasts this off season about what to do with Deron Payne. I would try to keep him at all and not at all costs, but like I would pay a pretty penny for that dude. Yeah. And it's hard to get interior, interior, good, inter- good interior line play at the moment, it, specifically through the draft. Like you got to develop it a little bit. So, totally. but the, the, the part of the, the thing too, with the defensive side of the ball, and this is kind of now, you know, eight minutes later getting to the, the point that I really wanted to get to, um, to, you know, good discussion in between and all, but the back seven was like, everyone That's was killing line. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden force and curl look incredible as a safety combo for the future. And they're not expensive for a while. Curl right. might, you know, curl's going to get some yeah. money soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it, I don't know. I don't know that he's done quite enough. Like he hasn't gotten the accolades where he can go out and demand like a massive contract. He's got one more year left. Again, a guy that you try to maybe extend this off season. So you don't have to, when yes. he makes a pro bowl, you know, and now all of a sudden next year he's, he's flirting with all pro like, because PFF's got the highest grade on him in the league, I think, for yeah. safeties. At least it was going into the week and nothing particularly It's like him bad and, like, Forrester in the top five. Yeah, I think they're <laughs> one, two, actually, yeah. going into the Houston game. And it's not like they uh, that went Played down bad. based yeah. on how they how they played. So, clearly, his agent's going to want something high. And they know if he gets to free agency, like, that dude's going to get paid. But, 
if you have Forrest and Curl in the future, St. Juice looks like a stud, you know, yeah. whether you bring back Fuller or some, you know, bring in someone else, uh, you know, and then Jamin's development, all of a sudden Ron's talking yeah. about, yeah, maybe he should get Pro Bowl consideration considering yeah. where, what they were saying about him weeks one and two. Like all of a sudden that back seven looks a lot more locked in. You know, maybe they draft a guy in the middle or they bring back Cole. Like, we'll see what they do there. Holcomb's not going to be terribly expensive if you do want to bring him back. Um, although he will cost, obviously, more than he has been on his rookie deal. Sure. But that's that's kind of the point now is, is this roster that was so much maligned and it still lacks depth in a lot of areas. Sure. But it is so much better, I think, than we thought it was going to be coming into December. Uh, and we'll see how it holds up through December and in, into the two weeks of January that regular season football exists now because yeah. we play a silly long 17 game schedule. Uh, but I think you just feel so much better about the future of the football team now. Um, obviously, we'll see what the ownership situation shakes out and what a new owner might want to do and all of that. So, like, by no means are things settled. It's the NFL, nothing's ever settled. Uh, but I just I feel like this team has such a better floor underneath it than I would have ever guessed I'd feel six weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. And I think this is one of the fun things about roster construction is growth. How is this person going to grow? And I think Ron with Forrest probably had some inclination because they were starting him in training camp from day one. Mm -hmm. So obviously they saw something and they saw that he could potentially grow into something given a larger role. That was an interesting conversation I had with Kyle one time. There was a, it was in training camp when I was there in 2017, right? And they had two young safeties. One, one was one was like a fifth-year guy, so relatively young, but a veteran. And then they had a rookie. And they were getting ready to cut the veteran safety. And I remember talking to Kyle, being like, what's like, what's the deal? And it's like, you know, I kind of know what this guy is, this, this older guy is, and I think he's kind of peaked. But if we were to give so-and-so a larger role on the defense – like, what does that look like? And does he become something that we can kind of build around moving forward? And I think that's always a very interesting question. And they definitely uh, handled it right. Again, with Jamin, like, that's crazy. Handled it right with Jamin. Handled it right with Forrest. I think, obviously, they're getting Percy on the field a little bit more, which is a piece that, you right. know, with more playing time. That might safety, by the way, is a position they not only have the, the duo, but they have depth. Yeah. Because, like, Percy Reeves is probably going to be around as a team's yep. guy, but, like, is a fantastic depth safety. Yeah, and, and Reeves has been, like, I'm glad you brought that up. He's been awesome on teams. been absolutely fantastic. So, um, yeah, man, like, again, that's the thing about roster projecting. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the criticisms in this offseason were warranted because it's like, who's going to play if these guys aren't playing, right? Right. Who's gonna, and, and if they don't grow, what happens? It's a big, it's a big if, but obviously it paid off demonstratively for them. And they coach those guys into that position. And a little bit of it's getting familiar with the defense, a little bit of it's understanding who the player is and how to speak to them. I think the Jamin thing is super interesting because he's a guy who seems like you can just coach the heck out of in terms of being very, very critical. And he responds yeah. well, which is yeah. something that again, a lot of players don't do. So, you know, I know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves with roster talk, but it's been cool to see those guys grow up and make plays and be features of this offense that that you feel good about and they're young pieces too. So that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we didn't mention 99 and we'll still see if he gets on the field this weekend uh, activated of course, earlier this week. Uh, but chase young, not a guarantee to play this weekend, but someone who's still obviously at this point, a huge part of their future plans. Uh, of course we get all hyped up and looking towards the future and, 
if we were if we were playing, that would be bad because there's a tough, tough opponent this weekend. What we talk about on the podcast has no bearing on the game, so we can get carried away all we want. That said, we we focus back in on Atlanta on our next show, which will be out Friday morning. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, the Odyssey app. Odyssey app, by the way, where you can also stream live radio free. Uh, get that, get that in your your iPhone or Android device. Uh, and and if you like watching us, uh, there's some clips always, and, and occasionally even the full episode on YouTube. We also are going to start putting full episodes on YouTube on our Odyssey Sports channel here very soon. So we're very excited for that. But for now, for all your video needs, subscribe at Craig Hoffman on YouTube and you can catch all of the clips and things that we post there. For Logan, I'm Craig. We'll see y'all Friday morning on Take Command.